I'm Lauren. And I'm Steph. And this is I've Been Meaning to Ask You. Hi, Steph. That was an awkward moment. Just staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Got to figure out how to start this thing sometime. Hi, Steph. Works for me. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, ever since you mentioned it or like pointed it out, I feel self-conscious. <laughs> Sorry. How, how are you? Um, I've been better, honestly. I... I'm 0% looking forward to going back to school. So the last five days of break, honestly, have just been me getting, like, sadder and sadder and sadder as we get closer to going. I wasn't sure. When do you go back, actually? I was surprised to see you still at home. I'm going back uh, tomorrow. Okay. When do classes start again? Wednesday. Oh, Okay. I'm going back literally the last day possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Is there like, I don't know, anything that you're doing to try and make it easier for yourself or like any, I don't know. I am trying to find a new dorm situation, but it, it's literally impossible. I've been, I requested a new room a month ago and mm-hmm. Even before that, I was, like, in contact with my hall director, and I've heard nothing. <laughs> so okay, I've literally turned to, like, Facebook. Like, my mom and dad are, like, in parent group chats just, like, looking for any posts related to, like, hey, my kid needs a new roommate. And I'm messaging all these random people, and it just seems almost like it'd be worse than it is, like, than it is now. And it's just not mm-hmm. very um, – it's very discouraging. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. How was your New Year's Eve? Um, my New Year's Eve was really great, actually. Um, we went to a friend of Alex's. Well, like we hung out with some friends of ours, but they're his friends from like growing up. And uh, we went there the day before New Year's Eve and we rented a sauna, which I I don't remember if I've talked about it before, but going in a sauna is a really big thing here. (laughs) And so we rented it and it's like this little, it looks like a, um, like a wine barrel or something, but huge. Cool. And yeah. So, uh, like in the sauna, you had like a view of the mountains. And so we traded off and on, like the girls went and then the boys went and then the girls went. <laughs> and so I spent, I went in the sauna five times that day. <laughs> that was pretty nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. And then, yeah, it was cool. And then the next day we went, um, I finally did my outdoor nature self-care and we went on the most difficult hike I've ever been on. Wow. Um, Last time, like sometime in the summer, we went on a hike with the same group and that was the hardest hike I'd ever been on up till then. And this was 30% like higher (laughs) up a mountain. Yikes. So it was really hard for me. 
and there was also snow and stuff. Uh, but I made it to the top and that felt really great. Like being in nature, being with friends, being like doing something that was really challenging. Uh, but (laughs) I mean, being the only American, I'm always the least fit person (laughs) in every group here, (laughs) but they were all super supportive and encouraging and really, really patient with me. So that was nice. And we did like a murder mystery dinner and Ooh. made homemade um, which I think you guys had here. That's like the kind of like macaroni and cheese type stuff. I don't remember. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was really good. So yeah, it was very nice. That sounds like an awesome New Year's Eve. <laughs> it was awesome. The following days have been slightly less wonderful. Uh, I could barely walk the next day because this hike was truly so intense for me. Uh, Everyone else had no problem, but I was like really struggling. Uh, Yeah. So I couldn't move for the whole next day. I just sat on the couch. And then today I just had one of those really frustrating days where like nothing is working. Like I, I had today off still And I went all through the city, like running errands, trying to get stuff done before we go back to work. I went to a ton of different shops and every time they were like, yeah, I can't help you. You should just try it online. Mm. It's like, then why am I walking all around the city going in person? And then everyone's like, no, just do it online. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It was just really frustrating and I got really annoyed. Yeah. When things like that are like one after another, just like not working out, that just mm-hmm. I get so impatient and just so frustrated with things like that very yeah. easily. I spent the whole day trying to get stuff done and being productive, and every time it was like, no, nope, not gonna work. Yeah, so that, that really sucks. Yeah. Speaking also of self care, I've been really sticking to my uh, skincare routine. I think it's really helping. And I, one of the things I went to do today was order some or to buy some sunscreen, like we talked about. Oh, yeah. Couldn't do it. So I had to order it online. I was like, you know, reduce my carbon footprint, do it in person, whatever. No, (laughs) not possible. (laughs) Hmm. Well, Um, at least you tried. Yeah. I did. Yep. So, yeah, really, really good. uh, (laughs) In German, they call it a, like, have a good slide into the new year. Oh. so I had a good slide, but then, yeah, didn't uh, didn't continue exactly like that. But it's okay. Nothing too serious. So, yeah. But one good thing that happened so far this year was we both watched the Harry Potter reunion. We did. Which I found very magical. <laughs> so I, Steph, or no, no, are you asking me? I forgot. We already aligned on this. I comma, Steph, comma, have been meaning to ask you, I have been meaning to ask you, Lauren, about Harry Potter. So excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited too. I, uh, okay, well, yeah, go ahead. I, okay, so I just, we, sorry if we're spoiling, hopefully we don't spoil anything, but everyone watch the reunion. If you haven't watched the Harry Potter reunion yet, do that first. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's all already out there and it's just kind of our impressions, I guess. So, so 
first, uh, what were your overall impressions of the reunion or what is a takeaway you had? What, what was just, I mean, there were so many, I, I know that when I was watching it, there were so many moments I was like, oh my gosh, like they are making so many amazing points. And like, I'm, I learned so much. So just like, what's get the, just get the ball rolling. What's just like your one thing you want to mention? Okay. Well, what I noticed, like my overall impression was what a magical experience it was for everyone involved to make these movies. Uh, I thought that was really, really beautiful to see because I don't know if you watched the Friends reunion recently. Mm -mm, No, I wasn't able to watch that one. I was really sad. Well, I watched that and I really liked it. Um, I thought it was really great and really nice to see everybody together again, but the vibe was totally different than the Harry Potter reunion. And I think part of that was that so many of them were kids and that's just a very, a very different thing. Um, you know, kids when they were doing the movies, but like in the friends reunion, there were, in my opinion, some kind of awkward moments or some like, Oh, maybe like everyone wasn't having a great time (laughs) when they were Filming. filming it or whatever. Yeah. Which, like, I guess we kind of knew anyways. Um, But, yeah, everyone just seemed really happy to see each other, really happy to have shared this experience. It seemed like they all really relied on each other throughout this experience. And, like, they're all so grateful to have done it. And that was just really, really nice to see. It was very heartwarming. I think someone in the reunion said this, I don't remember who, but they used the language of like, we were a part of something that I think, I think it was Emma Watson. She was saying how Mm -hmm. like reading in books, you know, takes you to places like you never would be able to go to. But Mm -hmm. Harry Potter is just the ex- the most extreme of the extreme. Everyone wants to be in the world of Harry Potter. And so it was really interesting for me to watch it because I read those when I was young-ish. And so I was more, it's, you know, it's not like a, it's not like anyone made me read them. It's not like I was reading them for school. It's something, you know, you pick up and you choose to read. And so you're not really- They were actually- banned when I was growing up in some places. Mom told me about that for all like the witchcraft mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So just reading them for like enjoyment and not really having to think much beyond that. And then going and watching the reunion and hearing about all of the intricate details. And I mean, you know, when you read the books, you're like, wow, with JK Rowling, her books are filled with detail. This series I just love. And so one of the biggest takeaways I had from watching the reunion, which I did not realize when I read the books, was how much it really is like a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. I feel like they emphasize that so much. And I, like, yes, when you watch the movies, there's a clear kind of distinction from when they don't look like little kids anymore. And, but, and that shift also happens, like, when the shift in the story takes place. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that I never really noticed before, which I now definitely appreciate and I think was done super well in the movies and in the, well, obviously in the books. Yeah, I think um, 
that that was really interesting to hear how intentional that was because I never liked the third movie. Um, it always upset me how dark it was, which mm-hmm. like, yeah, I guess the source material was also darker, but I don't know. It just like, it was a different Dumbledore. It was, it looked like um, it was a different director, the first different director that they had. Yep. The kids stopped wearing like their robes. wizardy, like their robes and stuff. And that always bugged me. I don't know why. Yeah. It like made it seem too real to me somehow. It was like, don't put these kids in jeans. I want to see their <laughs> robes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, that is funny. That's something I, that's something I never noticed, but you're right. They only wear their robes when they're kids in the first two movies. It really, I can't remember the later ones now, but it really yeah. bugged me in, in the third movie. Well, most of um, the later movies don't take place at Hogwarts anymore. So that would make sense if it was. A couple. Yeah. yeah. Or they're like very different. Like the fourth movie isn't really about being in classes. Yeah. Goblet so. of Fire. I think they kind of show them in their robe, like like fans maybe in the stands, but I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. But it, it, it always bugged me that it took such a different turn there. Um but then to hear the director talk about uh, – now I'm thinking about it. Very interesting that they had so many different directors, but they were all men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something to remember. Um, but how it seemed like they picked him for that reason and like that's what the movie was supposed to do is start to show this turn. Like they're not little kids anymore and you know things are changing. So at least it gave me a little bit more respect for those – choices even though I don't like them yeah um yeah see before I watched the reunion the only like the one thing I just noticed like watching the movies is that the first two you just totally can tell that technology was not ready for Harry Potter (laughs) like you just look at really I I think that the the whole like, okay, the sets and everything are still amazing, but anytime there was, like, digital effects needed, I it just doesn't look the same to me. Like, I think probably because I have watched so many movies with digital effects before I went and watched the Harry Potter movies, and so then I saw them, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, these seem old to me, the first two. Wow, really? Yeah, like, when I watched the Chamber of Secrets one, and you see the giant uh, serpent thing. Okay, yeah, the snake. Yeah, I just look at that and I'm like, wow, you just know that that's like has very robotic movements. So th- that was just always something funny to me. Like I feel like yeah, I just feel like technology was not ready for Harry Potter at the time. Okay, but we were going to maybe we should still talk about this in a special episode, but we wanted to talk about the Lord of the Rings reunion or um anniversary too. And those movies hold up technologically they and really they're do. about the same age. So I don't know what the deal is with the snake, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there was the technology apparently, but that was one thing I thought was really cool that I didn't know is they were talking about like, this was at a time where a lot of the stuff wasn't done with special effects mm-hmm. necessarily. So like when they talked about the great hall I knew and you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool how all the candles were real mm-hmm. and they started burning through <laughs> yeah. the fishing line holding them up and like flaming candles were just falling down. <laughs> that was so funny. That yeah, that was so funny. And it's so funny to think about like how many stories weren't shared. Like I forgot so much of my 11th year of <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like I 
And so to think that there's so many stories that they just really don't remember and like couldn't put in the reunion and I'm sure were just as like funny and like whimsical, it just kind of blows my mind. Like that set every day must have just been like the most amazing place to work. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, I think the whole like the candle thing struck me because how great as an actor to actually be experiencing a portion of what the magic will look like in the end instead of everything being added after the fact and you don't get to see how amazing it looks, you know? Yeah, that that made me think of. So another part of the reunion that just I thought was so funny, they show – now this is a spoiler, so sorry. But they show the scene where Lucius Malfoy uh, is like leaving – Hogwarts and yes, that was yes. so funny. And so, <laughs> what happens is they go, uh, they shoot the scene, and then I think the director, someone goes, "Oh, can we like mm-hmm. wipe up that spot where Lucius slipped?" And he goes, "Slip?" And he goes, "No, I didn't slip. I was kicking Dobby down the stairs." <laughs> it was just so, like, so much. Honestly, was revealed about like how much freedom the actors had. Yeah, and that was just one choice I thought was so funny like that is who would think to do that that is so funny and then I was (laughs) because like there's so many there's so much about like movie magic that I don't really I like to believe it's magic Mm -hmm. I don't put a lot of thought into it so you know I was like maybe there was just like a little guy in a green suit like who was playing I don't know I didn't know yeah so then uh and (laughs) but then when they they show the actor who played Dobby and you just go oh he's the voice actor that yeah makes more sense but it was like you know it was just really funny to think that maybe he, that he was just kicking the air and he just kicked out mm-hmm. down the stairs it cracked me up that was so funny you know um one other thing i just thought of was oh no first um you said something about like what it must have been like to work on that set or something but uh i loved seeing all the like videos and stuff of the kids when they were little and like the kids playing games <laughs> together and all this. And it's like, yeah. man, Christopher, wasn't his name Christopher Columbus or am I making that up? The first director. Oh, uh, I don't know, actually. Um, Chris Columbus. Yeah. Like just how much work it must've been to get all of those kids to do what they needed to do at the same time. Yeah. And I saw something on Twitter about how, like, you you know everyone working on that set must have been the best because all of those kids grew up to be fairly, like, fairly normal. I mean, you don't see, you know, them having tons of issues or anything like that. Like They didn't pull, like, a Disney switch, if you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, all of those kids grew up to be – apparently well-adjusted and grateful for the experience. And it seemed like the way they were talking about it, it was just really, really positive. And it seemed like a lot of that had to do also with the first director. But just it was nice to see how the experienced, you know, adult actors treated the kids and how they, you know, helped, you know, they took them under their shoulder. But then as they got a little older, they were like, you know, teaching them the – art, I guess. And it was just very, very sweet. And they talk about all of that too. Harry mentions, I think with uh, the 
Bellatrix Lestrange actor actress. Mm-hmm. He mentions how she didn't like she's not a part of the films until much later, and so she didn't know him when he was. 11, 12. He, I think he said that they met for the first time when he was 14. So he mm-hmm. was like, it was great to have that experience when it was, you know, basically the first two movies, it was a lot of kids. It was a lot of kids working with kids. Yeah. And then like the OGs, like McGonagall mm-hmm. and Dumbledore <laughs> and Hagrid. And, and then later when they introduced these other adult actors and actresses, they the kids were older, so they were yeah, they were peers. Yeah, you know? they were treated more as adults, and he said that was such a amazing part of it. But back to being like well adjusted, uh, Emma Watson mentions too, like how much she loves the actresses that played Luna and Cho and oh, I'm forgetting a bunch of other girls. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of other girls. How they all grew up to become you know activists, and how they all had great professional careers, and mm-hmm. it's just like that. Like peer admiration, how proud she was of them. Yeah, it was so cute. Oh, I loved watching the reunion. And I love. I know it was so great. I need to watch it again. I know, but yeah, it was so. I loved too when, on one hand, as they got older, um, they would be like, you know, getting the the adult actors to really show them the the ropes and like teach them. They're like, no, like push us. We want to, you know, we want to be good at this, mm-hmm. and then. Like they kept talking about like anytime they do a bit of real acting, yeah, or something, which is so funny. Like they were acting the whole time, mm-hmm. but I guess like the more intense scenes or something, they would be like, "Yeah, good job!" Like, "Wow, you really nailed that!" Yeah, that's it's just it was so precious. It was really so heartwarming and so lovely to see like how supportive they all were of each other. Oh, and when Hermione and Ron—I know that's not their real names, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> When they were like in chairs talking about how, you know, they're a pillar of each other's lives, mm-hmm. even though they don't get to see each other that often. It was just like, oh, and then they started crying. Oh, at the end when all of them started crying, I, I was like, oh man, that made me beautiful. so sad though. I was like, you, I was like, no, the world wants you Hang to be. every day. Yes. The world wants you to be a part <laughs> of each other's lives. <laughs> like, yeah. Stay connected, please. Like I know that they're adults now and they have regular lives and but I was like, please, please be friends and <laughs> be best friends. That was something I actually loved. Like they how they talk about how hard it was to cast Ron, Hermione, and Harry. Well, Harry mm-hmm. was the hardest, but but how they did the first screen test with the three of them, and how like they show these this footage it of clicked, yeah, of these three little kids, and how it was just like the perfect combo of it was the best combo of all the Hermiones, all the Rons, and all the Harrys, mm-hmm. and it was just it's just so sweet to actually know that something you loved and adored as a little kid wasn't so fake. Like they were really friends. Cause I feel like a lot of times now we kind of like with friends and some, uh, just any shows really you watch growing up and you love them, but then you hear later how maybe actors or actresses had certain life problems going on at the time or like they didn't Mm -hmm. really get along and it just kind of ruins it just a tiny bit just kind of ruins I know they're real people but the yeah exactly the magic or yeah like with the friends reunion the fact that like a lot of them hadn't seen each other in a really long time or something and it's like I know it's not real but 
couldn't it be a little bit, you know? And of course, it's kind of silly to expect that everyone who works together on a TV show would really be best friends. Like, you're not really best friends with all of your coworkers in a normal job. So why would you be, I guess? But still, it's like they're so good at their jobs that it makes me believe (laughs) that they're really friends. Oh, it's – it was just so – it was so funny to hear really about – their dynamics and really hear how much they were like friends because Emma Watson was explaining how she and Rupert were really more like siblings. And so mm-hmm. when they finally had to do their kiss scene in the last movie, how it like, it took them so many tries because they couldn't and mm-hmm. so many takes because they could not stop laughing because they were like disgusted by it. <laughs> She was like, yeah, that was just disgusting. <laughs> like, I think she said something like that, like repulsive or something. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but And how Daniel was like making fun of the both of them and saying like, oh, I'm coming to set that day just to watch. Like you watch uh-huh. my kiss scenes. And <laughs> or the dancing scene yeah. where Ron has to dance with McGonagall and the twins were really <laughs> giving him shit for it. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> That's the other thing. Okay, the Weasley family values. That's like a mm-hmm. section of the reunion. It was so sweet to learn that the twins actually were, like, Ron's older brothers. Yeah. It was so cute. I think Ginny, the actress that plays Ginny was saying this, how she was like, yeah, I had the Hogwarts family, but then I also had the real family. She was like, the Weasleys are the only ones that have that real family. And then Rupert was saying Mm -hmm. how, you know, any any scene where the Weasleys were together was just extra special to him because that was his – his second family, and it was so cute. And it, <laughs> and they show bloopers of them, and like they, he said how he learned a lot from the actors that played his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And he said he learned a lot from them, and they practically were in character like the entire time. And so, in their bloopers, they're even like still in character and treating each other like husband and wife. And it was just, mm-hmm. oh, it was adorable. It was so cute. Nothing about this reunion ruined the magic of Hogwarts, of Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I love. So it actually made it so much better. And I mean, it's very interesting because it did make me feel so nostalgic and like it it increased the magic somehow, which is interesting because, okay, what did you think about um, J.K. Rowling or Rowling, whatever, (laughs) only being there via... 2019 videos that I I didn't understand that I didn't really look into it more but I did notice like that the text was saying like film from 2019 and so and I feel like the parts that she was included in was really more in the beginning kind of talking about casting Harry and then later Mm -hmm. how she told uh what's his who played Snape what was that guy's name Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. How she told Alan Rickman what was, you know, coming in the next book and how he was the only one that knew. And I f- beyond that, I don't really remember her being a big part of Yeah, do you know do you know why that is? I don't know why, no. I thought it was very interesting that they uh not only didn't include her, but also only had like explicitly wrote filmed in 2019. Yeah. Because she's super problematic. And, uh, yeah, this is why I was glad that it actually did increase the magic or bring it back because her actions 
have kind of oh, tainted it. We, I do remember hearing, I want to say I heard a while ago that she was involved in like a racial based Twitter scandal or something like that. That could be, but what I'm certain of is that she's involved in a lot of anti-trans rhetoric. Mm. So she she used to just tweet about like, oh yeah, this and this is true about Harry Potter and did you guys know this? And then it got – I don't follow her anymore, but it got really, really um, yeah, anti-trans and she says a lot of stuff about that and she's pretty well known for – for that stance. So I think that's why she wasn't included because yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It sucks because like the books are, you know, all about friendship and inclusivity and stuff like that. And she's not. And also like this whole thing about the newest movies, including uh, Johnny Depp and not only that they included him, but that she took his side and like, publicly said, you know, she stood by casting him. It just, it's just too much. What's a, what's the newest movie? The Fantastic Beast. Oh, she wrote those books? I don't even know if they are books. I just know that they're based on the Harry Potter, you know, based on her world. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I've never seen them, um, but I think that they happen before the Harry Potter books happen. Hmm. And, like, I think Jude Law plays a young Dumbledore. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. But, yeah, everything to do with her recently is pretty problematic. Yeah. So I thought I uh, thought it was very interesting. That's how they kind of got around that. And it was nice to see that the actual, like, making of the movies seemed very positive And, like, yeah, that it was I, – I haven't heard anything negative about that experience, whereas, like, a lot of – you know, your favorite movies or something. It's like, oh, well, that creep worked on that movie or yeah. that terrible thing happened on that movie set or whatever. I I will say, though, the only negative thing that they really addressed, oh, this made me so sad, was how at one point Emma Watson, I think, didn't want to return to do the last one or two movies or something like that. And But it, it didn't seem like it, like you just said. It wasn't because there was, like, problems with the the cast or, you know, creeps or whatever. She just said... It was a fame issue. Yeah, right? she said it was just the fame had finally gotten to me. But what, you know, they honestly didn't even really dwell on that. Like, they kind of addressed, like, there was a point where Emma didn't want to come back and I think the new director came and talked to her and then she was back and they just kind of kept going with the reunion. It didn't seem like she regretted the choice either. No, so. definitely not. But At least based on that conversation. I never knew that happened. And so I was just thinking yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, cause I hate it. Absolutely hate it. When something I'm watching swaps out like a main character with mm-hmm. a different actress or actor. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, there, I'm like, you were chosen at 11 for a re- Well, she might've been, didn't they say she was three years younger? Was she eight when she was mm-hmm. cast? They were, well, at least when they were cast, I think they were all really young, like that screen test and everything. They were little babies. Yeah. So however old she was, I was like, you were chosen for a reason. You, like, no one else could play this better than you, especially, like, coming in. It just wouldn't be the same chemistry. So I'm just so Mm – oh, my gosh. I love Emma Watson. I mean, it's iconic, you know. She stayed, yeah. It would have completely thrown off the whole 
feeling, I think. Especially because at that point, she was like in love with Ron. So it's like, you're really going to make this new actress pretend to... Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, that made me sad too. And I mean, who knows? You know, at, at least at this point where they are uh, reflecting back, it seems like everyone is grateful for the experience and happy that they did it and, you know, happy with where they are. But yeah, it must've been really, especially difficult at the time. And, you know, of the main three or even, you know, a lot of them, she was the only young girl that was getting all of that attention. So it must've been especially hard. Rupert kind of addressed this. He was saying how at one point he didn't necessarily want to leave, but he was like feeling the pressure too, or just kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And they didn't talk to each other about yeah, it. Less excited about being Ron. And he was like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't go to other kids and say, so how are you feeling? Like, and he was yeah. like, that was the hard thing about being a part of these movies is that we really were kids. And so we kind of, you know, took on these pressures ourselves and didn't think, oh, the people I've been with since I was a kid who are right next to me are feeling the same, like are most likely feeling mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. And how crazy must that have been? Like, that's your entire experience growing up. So, you know, they were also saying like other people in the cast or the directors were saying like, yeah, they they were so much like their characters. It's like, well, yeah. But also, after a while, you're spending your whole, you know, adolescence playing these people. And then you have to go figure out who you actually are. And, you know, I wonder how much of that influenced their current personalities, actually. I loved the part of the reunion. This is related. Where the director, um, uh, one of the later directors, assigned them a homework saying, like, tell me, like he said, you've been playing this character. You are this character. Tell me about this story from your character's perspective. And Emma Watson Mm -hmm. went and wrote 12 pages. I think Daniel said, he was like, yeah, you know, he was like, Rowling wrote, you know, however, 400 page books. He goes, I wrote a page. And And he was like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That should be it. Yeah, he goes, yeah, that sums it up. And then Rupert didn't do it. And then the director was like, Rupert, why didn't you do your homework? And he goes, well, it seemed like something Ron would do. (laughs) Which is totally just an excuse, but it worked. (laughs) It was just so funny. And I just just love that Emma Watson wrote 12 pages. That just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I also loved how everyone was always saying how brilliant she was and she was always the smartest person on set. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just such a Hermione thing. Yeah. It was just so cute. Yeah. I love them. It made me so happy. Yeah. I just love Emma Watson really has just had like the most, if I was going to have an acting career, I'd want it to be Emma Watson's. Hermione mm-hmm. Granger. Belle from, oh my gosh, the live action (laughs) Belle, like my favorite princess. Come on. My favorite character, Hermione, like you're killing me, Emma, but good for her. (laughs) Yeah. It also seems like she, at least from an outside perspective, obviously manages everything well. Like, yeah, I don't know. They just seem really well adjusted. Did I tell you that when I was a little kid, I was convinced I was going to marry Daniel Radcliffe? Aww. 
<laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't know how I ever thought that was going to happen, Aww. given we lived on different continents. <laughs> but I was also convinced I was going to be a famous actress. Well, so I guess I thought our paths would cross. You know, if you marry Alex, you would have married someone from a different continent. So it wasn't such a stretch. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't such a crazy idea. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, I have to tell you just my very, uh, not very interesting, but I have to tell you anyways, my very loose connections. You know, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, everyone's like related within six degrees to everyone else. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have two Harry Potter connections, okay? So um, an old coworker of mine, his daughter – studied in Scotland with the girl who played Cho Chang. Crazy. That's pretty close. (laughs) And an old professor of mine wrote a movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. So they were on set together. Wow. So I can say now that my sister's old professor and my sister's old co-workers something. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Pretty cool. Exactly. So now <laughs> anyone listening, there's your, yeah. your whatever many degrees. Yeah. yeah. It's not actually that cool, but man, it's like oh, so close. You're like, I, I know these people that know these people that know these exactly. people. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, my childhood dream, it could have maybe someday come to pass. You never know. You should just write up this professor and ask for uh, an email or, you know, a letter to pass along to. Yeah. You know. First of all, I took one class with him and he would have no idea who I was anymore. And I'm pretty sure the moment has passed. <laughs> That was a missed opportunity. Yeah, truly. But here we are. Okay. So, well, we talked about, we kind of like passed over this earlier when you're mentioning like the dance, like the Hogwarts, like Yule Ball. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of like looking at my, my paper here and I, so we kind of mentioned how this was like, like how I didn't really realize it was like a coming of age story, like. I feel like they just mapped it out so well. Like movies one and two, like they're clearly kids. And then Mm -hmm. three and four, like Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire. That's like the coming of age part. And they they were saying in the the reunion, (laughs) or maybe this wasn't a part of the reunion. Maybe I saw this on, uh, maybe I saw this on Instagram actually, but there was like a comment from either Rupert or Daniel about, how they left one summer and the like hair and makeup people told them don't cut your hair like we're gonna fix it when you come back in the fall and do what we want with it and they came Mm -hmm. back and they left them with their long hair and then seriously they were like no they're like this is the these are the movies we're supposed to be getting girls and getting dates you have to cut our hair I always wondered why everyone's hair was so awful in those movies. Like, there's that one phase where their hair is super long. And it's like, what were they doing there? Oh, that's mean. Yeah, I don't know why they chose not to cut their hair, but there was, like, a comment in the reunion, too, about, like, the hair, I think. But it was so funny that they were had the attitude, like, no, like, we're getting girls. Like, this is the movie. <laughs> like, you're mm-hmm. ruining our chances. But it was so funny, too, how they addressed, like, how much they all thought it was a coming of age story and how like, you know, how 
Ron was like struggling to get a date and how everyone had that awkwardness with like their first dance. And then the whole like conversation later about how it turned into like misfits, kind of like finding friends in each other, which is something like I didn't like you read these books and you don't necessarily think that the three main characters are misfits. But then, you know, when you think about it, it it almost makes sense in a way. Like Ron is like teased for being, you know, a a poor Weasley and, you know, Mm -hmm. Hermione for being not of wizarding parents. And then of course, Harry just has all this pressure on him. But then how they kind of show the scenes of, I think it's from the Order of the Phoenix movie um, when they start their own defense club. Oh, no, that has to be mm-hmm. – uh, yeah, I think it's Order of the Phoenix. I think so too. Yeah, when they – and how, like, all the friends that they brought in, like, they kind of all talked about them as being misfits too. And it was really funny because I don't really think that that word is, like, used a lot anymore. Like, I've never really heard mm-hmm. someone described as a misfit But it really seemed like they all put a lot of emphasis on – they thought it was really just special that they were playing characters that they thought kids were relating to, like the kids that didn't really have a lot of friends could find friends. Which is funny because they're the heroes. That's what I'm saying. It's such a weird twist. But I guess when you think about it, like it really – see, I watch these as a kid and I never really like picked up on those things. But now I think Mm -hmm. about it. I'm like, wow, that's – a very very sweet take on it. It's it is weird because they're the heroes, and you're like how. But then you know they do show like them getting bullied by Draco and his what are they cronies yeah. crony his cronies, cronies. Yeah. <laughs> like and so it's just I don't know it I mean it, it makes sense and it was just if that's one of those like not hidden like it's obvious it's right in front of your face like there there's scenes of them getting bullied but it's just one of those like literary literary elements I never really like thought of before. I think it's very different thinking about it growing up with it as a kid and then looking back at it um as an adult because yeah as an as a kid it was like well they're the heroes I want to be just like them and I never really thought like oh this is a coming of age story mm-hmm. it was you know a a hero journey or yeah I don't know whatever. Yeah. And uh, good versus evil, that kind of thing. But when you're looking at it now, it's like, well, yeah, of course, it's this coming of age story. And it was the same experience for the the kids playing those people. And they were like right at that time. And I was reading it like as it was coming out at the same time. So like, yeah, in that moment, all of those people were experiencing that. But it didn't, you know, it didn't occur to me then. Yeah, there are a lot of... They talk about this in the reunion too. I'm not having super original thoughts here, but they <laughs> they mentioned too, like there are a lot of elements of these movies that people kind of overlook, I think, and maybe relate to more than the hero story, you know, how like basically Draco's whole storyline is mm-hmm. will he do blank to please his dad or will he choose his own path? Like, yeah. So many people can relate to doing something just to please their parents and then or struggling with doing something just to please their parents. Like there are just so many elements to these books and movies that mm-hmm. 
relate to well, yeah. real life. I really liked the part where one of the, I think it was one of the directors was saying like, everyone thinks of Harry as the hero, but he's not really the hero. He, he was always going to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but Draco had to make the choice of pleasing his parents or doing the right thing. And I thought that was really interesting, like hearing them talking about that and then showing the scenes of his face while he's like clearly visibly struggling with this decision. That was really interesting too. Like, yeah. Or um, Neville. Yeah, Neville. Like, he's such a hero. You know what I mean? He was scared, but he did the brave things anyway. Mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, kind of like watching the movies, I was like, wow, like Draco really isn't also like Dumbledore, honestly. I'm like, those two characters are in the books so much, but they're really not in the movies a ton. But then, Mm -hmm. like, when they are in the movies, it is so important. And it's just kind of interesting to think about how – and honestly, Neville, too. Like, Neville's, I feel like, really mentioned in the books quite a bit. And one thing I always found so interesting was the whole, like, idea of how technically Neville could have been, like, the chosen one. Because, I mean, okay, if I – am I spoiling anything? Like, this is such an old series. You can't spoil anything. People have to know by now, but the whole like the prophecy, yeah. Like the yeah, the prophecy was about, you know, someone of uh, some boy being born and whatever and then because Voldemort thought that it was Harry and picked Harry, it became true for him. Yeah, and so the whole the only thing that like basically didn't happen was that Neville's parents weren't killed. Like that's why it wasn't him, right? I don't know. I don't know. I've read these in so long. See, I'm going to cut that out because I don't want us to sound dumb. No, no, it's fine. Like, we're not, we never claim to be Harry Potter experts. This isn't a whole Harry Potter podcast. We can't talk about something so awesome and be and sound dumb. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I've, I, I am a person who only almost exclusively reads books once. <laughs> Even if they are my favorites, I, I only read books once. I don't know why. Uh, like, I know a lot of people read their favorite books over and over again. I just never have. <laughs> um, and like the movies, I've, you know, anytime you're starting watching them, like <laughs> Alex had actually not seen, I think he's seen one of the movies. Uh, what? I know. <laughs> and I know. So we started watching them recently because they're like kind of Christmassy or like the early ones have that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So we're on the fourth one now. So one through four are very, very fresh in my head, but the later ones, I haven't seen them in a long time because when you start watching these movies, you start back at one, yeah. you know? So I, I'm just not as like, I don't remember but the see, later ones that's as well. not really a, that's not a part of the, the movies. That's something I learned from reading the books, the whole – anyway. So yeah, on the note of like the final movies, I there's so many – see, the – when I f- was first reading those, it always made me sad that they weren't at Hogwarts anymore. Yeah, me too. I hate change. <laughs> I do too. It's like, I just want you to go back to school and be kids. And also being the person that is like, who like can't imagine skipping school, how they all just yeah, right? left school <laughs> and like went on this crazy adventure. I was like, I get that it's for the purpose of the story, but I was like in shock the whole time. Just 
waiting for them to go back to school. And Well, Steph, that's how I knew I would never be the hero of these stories because <laughs> there was so much rule breaking going on yeah. that I never could have handled. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> I would have been the person telling on them. Yeah. It was – oh, my gosh. It was just so – it's so funny, though. Like, there's honestly, like uh, – like, I keep saying there's so many things that kids can relate to. Like, I can yeah. totally relate. Like, when has there ever really been, like, the nerdy girl who's, like, the hero? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was such a Hermione. Like, I have the curly hair for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm such a Hermione. Just that, like, nerdy read-a-lot girl. <laughs> and then, like, there's so many Rons out there who and, and Harrys who just school isn't their thing. But, you know – who would never survive without their smart female friends? Yeah. <laughs> have you? Uh, this just made me think. Uh, have you taken like the official "What house are you?" test? No, but I'm a Gryffindor. I okay. So actually, I might have taken it. Yeah. Actually, I've taken it, and the official test told me I am a Gryffindor. So not to flex, but main character energy right there. Oh, I am definitely a Gryffindor. I'm sure I've taken it too, but. Uh, other people have told me that there are other houses and they're like really excited about that. They're like, oh yeah, I'm totally a whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, other people want to not be the main character? Like other people want to not be the hero? What? It is kind of funny how people really think – like there are a lot of people out there who think that like Ravenclaw should have been like had the main characters or like one of the other houses. But it's like mm-hmm. – no, come on. Would a Ravenclaw skip school? No, you have to be brave to go and like break these rules and like do all these things you for have the to good. Be a little bit, <laughs> yeah, audacious. Yeah, you have to. I don't know. And then like Hufflepuff, psh, I do not. Why would you want to be a Hufflepuff? I mean, you're still you'd still be a wizard, which is really cool. So <laughs> yeah, I would take it. <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, give me a wand. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but it. Yeah, I just always. I was always so. It was so hard for me to imagine that someone would pick being anything other than the the hero or the main character. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Just saying again, I didn't pick it. Took the official test. Told me I was Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So I can claim it. Good for you. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was um, actually the first time I, – I read a lot of fantasy books as a kid. And – the first time that I ever started reading Harry Potter, I thought it was really boring. I only read the first chapter and I was like, I don't care about this kid under the stairs. This is dumb. What? I, I was like seven or eight. I don't know. Okay. And so um, I picked it up again later and I had all three of them at the first – like I had the first three all at the same time, I think. And then I was hooked and I loved them so much. And I remember uh, Grandma – Mary is also and was also super into them. And one of my favorite memories with her was one Thanksgiving we were visiting them. And one of the books was coming out at midnight, like one of the days that we were there. And so her and I went out to get the book at midnight. And we had to wait until like the store opened for everyone to go get the book. So we walked around and got ice cream at like, you know, 1130 or something, which was super cool because uh-huh. I was really young still at the time. And then we got the book. <laughs> we went home. We started reading them right away. Like we pretty much did nothing the next day except read these books. 
And then I love dad story. and grandpa <laughs> went someplace. You remember this? Yeah. <laughs> dad and grandpa went someplace and then they like went in and went to get gas and they went into the gas station and the gas station had like tons of these books yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and grandma and I had like waited in line at midnight to make sure we got them because yeah. they were supposed to be like sold out everywhere and whatever. <laughs> and they were like laughing at us. There's a picture of dad <laughs> and grandpa in front of this table of just like yes. – like six foot table with Harry Potter. Harry it was Harry a Potter gas station. How could we have? I don't yeah, know. I think they went out to like get breakfast or something. I don't know. They like went to a grocery store. They just walked in and there it was. Like they were just cracking mm-hmm. up. But we don't care. It was still a really fun experience. So yeah. it was worth it. Hearing you say that, like you didn't really like them the first time you read them, it kind of, like there's so many. Well, not the first time I read them, just I started reading like okay, the first the, chapter just, of the first yeah. one, and I put it down. Just the first book. Um, I was blown away by how many adult actors were asked to be in this movie, and they weren't. They're like, yeah, I'm not so sure. That was so funny. And then they went and they told like their sisters who had children and they had Mm -hmm. 10 and 11 year old children and they were like you've got to do it you were asked to be in harry potter you have to do it (laughs) like and then they were like and then it was the best decision of my life and just yeah totally i i forgot about that but i wanted to mention that earlier too how it was so funny seeing the difference between the adult actors and the child actors Mm -hmm. because the child actors were obsessed they were like uh emma watson loved the books uh luna loved the books you know they were like oh i have to be in this and this is my character it's so (laughs) me and they were like totally into it and the adults were like yeah what is this okay sure i'll be you know i'll go for an audition yeah it's just like a work thing not like a you know, not like this a, is who I am. <laughs> I want to be a part of this project. Like that will exactly change everything. Okay, one thing I oh my gosh, one thing I have to say. One last thing is how funny I thought it was when uh, the actress that played Luna talked about her audition. She basically said she went in. Yes. <laughs> She said I she was that too. She's like, I was such a fan. Like you just said, she's like, I was such a fan, and she goes. And I was used to seeing Daniel Radcliffe on screen and not – and I would talk to him and he wouldn't talk back to me. No, no, no. She said she was used to him talking but not having to respond. Him talking, yeah. She goes, I was used to him talking and just watching just watching him on screen. Yeah. And so she goes, yeah, I went to my audition and I kept pausing and kind of forgetting that I was supposed to respond to what he was saying. And she goes, but I think that helped with the whole spacey thing that I was supposed to be doing. So I think it helped <laughs> with so the cute. part. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Was so cute. Yeah. yeah. And But I like, uh, oh my gosh, from like reading the books and then seeing the movies, like she's exactly how I pictured Luna. Yeah. And like they make the giant lion hat so well in the movies. It just really cracks me up. Everything about her quirky persona. Yeah. I was so relieved when the movies came out and I finally learned how to pronounce Hermione because (laughs) reading it, like, I'd never seen that name before. I had no idea what it was supposed to be. I guess, yeah, that's fair, actually, because I definitely, like, they were not coming out when I was growing up. They had already all been published. And so everyone already knew who Ron, Harry, and Hermione was. That's really funny. (laughs) Speaking of um, how to pronounce those names, it's also pretty funny because um, the books are 
you know, available worldwide. And it's not just the words, like the normal text that's translated, but also the names of the characters. So (laughs) like, uh, I don't know if they're different in German, but, um, like my friend who's from Brazil, she'll say the names of the characters sometimes and I have to pause and like figure out who it is or something <laughs> because they they change the names slightly too for, for the translations, which that's, is Wow, that's really cool. See, it, uh, yeah. it's just it's some, all over the world. It's just something everyone loves. Harry Potter is so amazing. Yeah. Have you been to uh, Harry Potter at Universal Studios? Yes, I bought the Hermione wand. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I bought the um time turner keychain, but it broke. So that's so sad. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I went to uh platform nine and three quarters in London. That was really cool. That's awesome. I want to go there. That'd be yeah. so cool. But I thought it was just like this thing there that you can go do. Uh, but actually you have to wait in line and like pay for it. And there's an official photograph and everything. So hmm. I thought it was like, just like a statue, you know, yeah. that you can just go take a picture with, but no, it's like outside of the shop and you have to wait in line and pay for it and whatever. So it'd be worth it. That was the other thing that the like kids were talking about. Like they were kind of saying how they got to travel all over to be a part of these movies. And I was like, God, that's just so awesome and then you look at the what a cool life yeah but then you really like you look at all of the like where they were shot and everything and you're like it's not in your backyard <laughs> you just gotta and how they were they said they fell asleep on each other in all the most beautiful churches and oh, buildings yeah. <laughs> in the uk that was cute yeah yeah i loved that they seemed like they were actually friends it was nice yeah so uh, everyone if you haven't watched the reunion yet Go watch it. Check it out. Now I have to put it on my list of things to that I'm going to do is I'm going to go and rewatch the movies and probably reread the books. <laughs> well, catch up to us. We're about to start movie number five. <laughs> <laughs> I should just start. I know one through four pretty well. I yeah. should just start from five. Start at five and then we can text about it. Okay. <laughs> I should okay. go watch it today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening. And this has been I've Been Meaning to Ask You. Until next week, don't forget to live it up big time. And watch Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah.